You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Thanks for joining us. Oh, look at this. I'm drinking a Hint water. And, you know, they're not even a sponsor. They don't give me money, but I like their water, and they give me free water, and I deliciously eat it. I eat it deliciously. They should give you some money. <laughs> Why? Because you are stocked up on this stuff. That's true. Everybody comes over, like, can I have a Hint water? I'm like, sure, man. You can have a Hint water. As far as I know, you're the only distributor of Hint water. I'm thirsty. Is that a Hint water? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're good. Thank you, Hint, for... Uh, for always uh, giving me free water. I hope everybody had a glorious weekend, and uh, I can't believe we're almost into March now, Ryan, and uh, we're all waiting for the vaccine. We're all waiting for to just for this to be over. We're trying to force it over. Yeah. I had my moment last week, boy. Yeah. I think if you listen to the podcast from last week, I, I listened to the intro, actually, and I was just like, oh, yeah, you were, uh, you were a bit uh, not off my game. If anything, I was on my game because... I was talking about my mental illness. <laughs> um, you get frustrated. You get tired. You get just uh, the anxiety kind of kicks in. And 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 this has been a, a bit better this last weekend. I sort of got away. Rob and I went to Joshua Tree. Nice. Rob, my uh, guitarist for the band Sunspin. We, we drove up there and we got a place and just this little place. It was like the Pioneer Motel cute little place and we just hiked and went through a little western town and just disconnected and i'm telling you just to get out of town did something for my mental health just to get away from the norm the the uh redundancy of of life that we just it's every day you do the same thing and if you just keep doing that it's going to drive you crazy yeah my sister just went to joshua tree too they was went, it her first time there uh i think so uh but uh they she has a dog uh she and her boyfriend have a dog and so they went to like an art like an RV park. They oh, rented. Nice. So yeah, like I've been to an RV park before. So they're just like out in the desert, just sort of Oof. out. And so it looked nice. It does look nice. To I be saw my first shining, shining, first shooting star. I'd never seen a shooting star. And I looked up in the sky at night at Joshua Tree for the very first night. I go, oh, it's a shooting star. And Rob's like, you've never seen a shooting star. I'm like, no. I think if you see a shooting star, you have to say it in that accent. It's a shooting star. I loved it, man. It was, uh, it was a, a nice escape. I need to, I need to get out more. I need to do things, you know, and we wore masks and shit. So that was good. Uh, thank you guys for everything. By the way, the uh, Sunspin album is out. Look, CDs, you can get this Ooh. awesome CD at sunspin.com along with tons of awesome merch like uh, lunch boxes and stone coasters and hats, trucker hats. I got my trucker hat here. That was the dilemma this morning. I was like, Ryan, should I wear the trucker hat or not? And you're like, he goes like, I don't care. You know, either way, I don't care. Either way, I'm getting paid the same amount of money. Oh, another thing, if uh, we sent merch out for Sunspin, and if you get the lunchbox, if you got a lunchbox, um, if you make a video of yourself opening the lunchbox and make it uh, the most original and post it on all posts, Instagrams, uh, Twitter, and Facebook, Rob and I will choose uh, the person we thought was the most creative, and we'll do a Zoom with you. So um, when you get your lunchboxes, make it creative, and uh, we'll probably do that contest in a week or so. Uh, maybe a week or two, but it's it's starting now. So when you get that uh, lunchbox, the Sunspin lunchbox, which is available on sunspin.com. So thank you, everybody, for coming out to stage it to this last weekend. It was a big show, one of our biggest. And uh, if you've never been, we do the last Saturday of every month. So we did Saturday, 2 p.m. and 6 p.m., two shows. We did, Ryan, we played, uh, we played like AHA. Take, Take on me. Did you do acoustic style? Like yeah, that acoustic one? style. Nice. We did. Uh, what else did we do? Um, some talking heads. Home is where I want to be. But oh. 
we did a bunch of stuff, but a bunch of stuff from the album. And uh, I urge you to go to sunspin.com and, and check out our album. We're also available on iTunes right now, but you have to get it off your computer to get this downloads and um, all that jazz. So yeah, the CD, it's fun to have a something tangible that you can go, Hey, look, this is, I did this. I worked very hard for this. That's cool. I didn't know you made like a uh... people still buy CDs. We've already sold like a hundred CDs. You have vinyl too. Uh, we're thinking about getting vinyl, more of a keepsake thing. Mm. But uh, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, last week was a really fun episode with Katie Cassidy, and we had Michael Cudlitz from The Walking Dead the week before. We've got a very special guest. He's been on the podcast a few times, but he always has so much information. And this time around, I feel like he was more open. There was uh, there was just more of a vulnerability to, to Zach, if you could even say that, because he's a vulnerable, down-to-earth man. And uh and I consider him a real good friend, and he just he's a he's a listener, and I love having him on. It, it gives me a chance to um, breathe a little bit and see that there are people that are going through the same shit. And him, you know, when he talks about the medications that he's on and what works for him, and it's just so open. You you don't see a lot of people do that, and that's just uh, it's just I really respect that, and it helps a lot of the listeners that are listening go, hey, this guy who's Shazam, he's. He's got problems, too. And uh, that's the whole point. So uh, I urge you guys also, if you can, I always say it, but it really helps uh, if you take a minute out to write a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Please subscribe. And please invite many friends to listen. It's, it's word of mouth that really gets the podcast growing and growing. And it's a very specific podcast that we talk about. You know, this is a... We talk about adversity and stress and life, and it's really a candid conversation. So I don't think there are a lot like this, and that's a good and a bad thing. It's a good thing for, you know, for the world, I guess, and people listening, but also people, you know, there's so many choices out there. So I'm glad that you're, I'm your choice, at least for now. <laughs> so uh, thank you for that. And uh, where can they subscribe to the podcast, Ryan? Uh, on YouTube.com slash Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. And then there's also follow ability. Uh, i started that sentence and i didn't know how to end it uh at inside of you pod on the twitters and uh at inside of you podcast on instagram and facebook yes yeah i like that i hope you continue to listen and uh join patreon my patron family is growing and growing and we do a lot of great things in fact i just bought uh if you've been a patron for a patron for a year i made shirts for those top tiers who have been there for since the inception of patreon which i didn't know what the hell was when i first started but if you want to get closer to the podcast, a little closer to me, a little, you know, we have our barriers, but uh, I talked to a lot of folks there and um, it's a wonderful, wonderful platform. So go to patreon.com slash inside of you, patreon.com slash inside of you. I think that's, that's what it is. It is. Uh, so look, without further ado, I think let's get inside a guy who's constantly working, who is, uh, an inspiration to a lot of people, including myself. He got me into a great place, which cleared my head for a while and might have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's get inside of my good buddy, Zach Levi. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. How deep is your love? How deep is... Harmonize. Your love I really need to know.
Cause we're running just as fast as we can. That's not how it goes. <laughs> we're running just as fast. You jumped into Tiffany. <laughs> how did you what do the words? You're going, running just as fast as we can. No, 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 no. What are the words of the movies? How deep is your love, I go. How deep is your love? How deep? Is your is love, love I really need to know? Cause we're living in a world of fools, of breaking fools. us down. <laughs> is that Marina Backron in the back? I believe in you. Is that Marina? Is that Marina Backron over your left shoulder? It kind of does look like a Marina, but oh. uh, no, it's just some random piece of art in this house that I'm staying in. What? How? Well, whose house are you in? Uh, I'm in a rental house in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City. Because you're filming, m- m- what are you filming? Well, I was filming a, a movie called The Unbreakable Boy, and we finished that, and then I went home for the holidays for a couple of weeks, and uh, then I'm coming back, and basically with like 50% of the same crew, we're about to shoot this movie, American Underdog, which is the Kurt Warner um, football quarterback biopic. Right, you're Kurt Warner. Yeah, yeah. Have you been practicing? Oh, yeah. Can yeah, you throw a football? A, can you throw a football? I can throw a football pretty well. I mean, I don't know that I throw it as good as Kurt Warner, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, geez, Louise. You, <laughs> you know, when you throw that good, you play in the NFL. That's um, true. But, uh yeah, no, I've, I've been, I've been doing a lot of like, um, uh, strength and conditioning, uh, training, uh, all through, like once I got to Oklahoma, I started uh, training and all through shooting the, the last film I was doing that. And, and also, um, some QB training, even before I came to Oklahoma, I had a QB coach who's now here in Oklahoma with me and we're going to be running drills and, you know, just getting, just getting form down and making sure not even just how to throw a football well, uh, or, you know, um, what it means to be a quarterback, but specifically to uh, emulate Kurt as best I can. And so, you know, he, my quarterback coach, is kind of breaking down the various things that, you know, Kurt would do. As the way he seen. steps back in the pocket, the way he yeah, kind of all of it. bounces, all of it. the Every way whatever bit, it how is. How you hold the ball, how you move with the ball, how your head's moving, do you move your head at all? And unfortunately, I was even able to, um, in this little holiday break, I was able to, I road tripped, uh, um, me and my girlfriend road trip from uh, LA to Phoenix. And I was able to go hang out with Kurt Warner and his family uh, for a couple of days and just absorb them and their dynamic. And their you really hung well. out with Kurt Warner for a few days, like at his house. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that cool. bizarre? Is that like John Biner? Remember John Biner? Bizarre. It was super bizarre. Wow. I've never really done. I, I, you know, like the, uh, the unbreakable boy that I did prior to this, is a is kind of a biopic in that it's about a real family and I was representing and I was playing the husband and father in this real family. But um, he and I very looked very different in real life, and you know the 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 movie has a lot of it takes a lot of not a lot of but I mean it takes enough of our, our artistic liberty to kind of you know create it and weave it all together in the way that those things typically do. And no one's going to be, I, I, you know, the, the public scrutiny isn't looking at me and this other gentleman, Scott Lorette, his name. Right. Nobody's being like, wait a minute. But everybody knows Kurt Warner. So there's a whole nother level of scrutiny that you're under when you're, when you're representing being someone that is so well known and famous, I think. You know? well, well, look, as, as, a, as someone who, uh, you know, I know sports, I, I play football, I could actually throw the ball. I'm not, you know, I'm not bullshit and I could throw, you know. I have videos of me throwing a ball. I could throw a freaking football. I mean, I I, believe. I can, I'm telling you, obviously nobody's, 
you know, Kurt Warner level. I mean, you know, Tom Brady. But like Kurt Warner, what is interesting about if I don't know anything about football, why would I go see a Kurt Warner? What what is the catch? Uh, what that's is a great so, question? Yeah, I mean, what's I, it? What's it interesting? What's the story like? In, in in a nutshell, don't break it down, but just in a nutshell, the movie's not really about the football. The football is the packaging in that, like it's it's an incredible rags to riches Cinderella story, and the NFL is one of the most insane places that ever trying to even make that thing happen. But it's 25% football, 75% the real life journey of Kurt and Brenda and their and her kids, their, their kids. And it's beautiful. I it's, love it's, it. it's got so much heart and so, and so much faith. And um, it just is, a, it's a very, uh, it's a very. Um, uplifting. Yeah. Uplifting, humbling, uh, uh, encouraging story. We need you know, that. that. I think. We need more of that all the oh time. Oh my God. I need more of it. I need more of it. You know, so that's that. I love it, buddy. We were talking like a, a couple of months ago and I know we were both like struggling a little bit and we, we get into these struggles. I mean, we, as in everyone listening, we all get into these modes of like, you know, we see the light at the end of the tunnel and then all of a sudden it goes dark again. And you're like, what just happened, man? I thought things were going well. My mind's not like, for instance, me, uh, you know, I, I kind of tried some meds out just to, just to kind of balance me, nothing major, but it, it's kind of messed with me a little bit. You know, it's like, uh, I told Ryan today, my engineer, I'm like, I'm just dizzy, um, a little lightheaded, uh, you know, and my, my therapist th seems to think it's like, you know, uh, I, I, the antibiotics that I'm antibiotics that I'm taking. And he goes, he thinks it's throwing it off and just to give it a few days, but Talk about not sleeping. I have a little insomnia now. I'm like, it's just like, and to try and get to a normal. And a lot of people will say, well, try nothing. Well, I've tried nothing. And now I'm trying a little something to see if this little something will help me feel normal because the normal that I feel, I don't necessarily love. And I'd like to feel some semblance of normal, normalcy. So, you know, I know we were both struggling a little bit and I, I get into these areas and that's hence why I wanted to try something and go, hey, you know what? I want to try something, a little something and see if it gives me a little bit of help. And uh, and I know you've done that, too. And I know you've been working on yourself. But what have you been doing? Because I know work is your therapy and it kind of detaches you or maybe connects you. So what, what do you what do you do? Well, so, yeah, man, so many things to unpack. I know. Um, I didn't know where to start. So I was like, no, well, no, no, it's perfect. What do you I want mean, to get into? The way our conversations go, it's all going to tangent and, and, and get eventually we'll cover everything. So, yeah, um, true. So, yeah. So, well, one of the things that, um, well, for people who are at home uh, or in their car or wherever you're listening or watching, uh, listening to or watching this podcast, um, this is now the third uh, of, of the Michael and Zach sessions. Uh, yeah. Number three was supposed to be in Texas, uh, where I was going to interview Michael, and then we were also going to do a live um, uh, inside of you on a stage there. But the Austin. pandemic happened, and then pandemic happened, and all that stuff. Two got, sold got out done. shows in Austin, yeah. gone, and it was it was it was. It's, it's okay. Sucked. We'll come back to it. We'll, we'll come do back it. To it. We'll do it. All in God's timing, man. We're we're okay. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, um, an update and and. Um, kind of an impetus or catalyst as to why we're, you know, um, jumping in. Cause I really wanted, I, I like doing this in person. I, I, I mean, Zoom I is amazing and what it's been able to provide us in this specific time is just incredible. Um, but yeah, you know, I always like the, the, to, to be in real life, uh, face to face. Would it help if um, I touch the screen? 
Yeah, let's so just reach out. Reach out and touch. Oh, you got something on your forehead. Somebody's hand. Uh, oh, sorry about that. When your sh- grandma I used to shout. do that, or your mom, they'd lick a finger to wipe something off of your face. Oh, yeah, and it ever... it smelled. Oh, Her yeah. finger smelled. You, you smell their spit on you. You're like, what? <laughs> what are you what? doing? Your breath. You're, what are you doing? It smells like lips, crusty and lipstick. Like, they, had, they hadn't even brushed their teeh. They had like oh, grandma had like, crumbs in her mouth from yeah, something theater. Disgusting. Anyway, so. One of the uh, the catalysts, or, or you know, to why we're having this number three right now is because prior to the pandemic, uh, and I've shared all this stuff with you, Michael. But you know, um, I was I was in the process of writing a book. I mean, I was in a much better place than where I was three years ago, as I've shared with uh, with you and, and the listeners. Um, I went through a whole breakdown, three and a half years three and a half ish or so years ago when I first moved out to Austin and just uh didn't realize how much I didn't love myself or or feel any self-worth at all and I did so much work and went to incredible therapy as a place of Privé Swiss as we've talked about and with those amazing people yeah and um and Shazam comes out of that and Marvel's Mrs. Maisel and all, all of these things just felt like, okay, I've done the work and I've healed of this thing. And now look at the fruit of that labor and I'm good. I'm good now. And I didn't realize just how ungood I was. I didn't realize just how little healing I had done. Uh, and amazing, by the way, it's, it's, an, it's an incredible, I think, example and testament to God's love. We, even a little bit of, of work that we do can bring about such incredible growth and such incredible things. But I still had so much more to do. And I didn't realize it until the pandemic hit when I fell apart. I com- I crumbled. And when it when it first started, I was actually okay and I felt optimistic. And then once the country started ripping apart at the seams and there was just all of this vitriol and all like we're so, I, and as an empath, I like not only did I feel all that and feel like what is, uh, like I, I lost hope. Like what is the point of even, working toward all of these things we're working toward if everybody's going to hate each other at the, on the other side of this. And, um, and also me just, you know, all the negative loop that we find ourselves, you know, uh, um, these lies that stay in our head and we can't get out of our head. Like you're worthless or you're, you're dumb or you're not going to get this done or you're ugly or whatever, all of the things. And, um, and this was, I was in the process of writing a book because Harper Collins had hit me up and they were like, listen, we really want, to, we want you to write a book about your mental health journey, specifically this one that I've talked about many times before, you know, kind of um, the, the, the going away to this healing therapy retreat and then becoming a superhero on the other end of that. Like, you know, this um, really powerful uh, part of what my, you know, very long mental health journey has been. And I was in the thick of that. And I was literally <laughs> trying to write this book to help people to talk about loving yourself. Mm. Like I've done many times on my social media and I couldn't, I literally couldn't do it. I could not, I, without feeling like I was a complete fraud and hypocrite, I couldn't write a book about loving yourself when I knew still deep down, I didn't love myself. And I was so messed up this pandemic because I, I I just went right back to feeling like a complete failure. Do you remember all plans and all these things. Do you remember the messages that you and I kind of left back and forth? I just remember this voice and it, it, I'll tear up the fucking thinking about it. I was like, hey buddy, it's Rosie just uh calling you, seeing how you're doing and you're like, hey bud, uh you know, and just the, the feeling like you like you could tell that you were like, I'm really trying here. 
and I'm yeah. sitting in my truck right now and and I have that message and it just was like it broke my heart and I was like it broke my heart but at the same time I you know it was almost in a weird way nice to hear somebody that can maybe b- relate to how you're feeling so I didn't want yeah. you to feel like yeah. that but but I felt like you know I immediately facetimed you and I go hey let's yeah. talk and we talked for a long time and we were we, you know we weren't expecting to but it just was like I know you have you've really stayed away from a lot of medication for a long time and this and that and we were kind of talking about hey look we got to try something yeah. and I remember you know you you're you're right you went to this place and then I went to that place because I respect you so much and love you so much that I was like you know I'm going to do this for me I remember it you said what's your biggest investment what's your big the most important thing to you I go I don't know the most expensive things probably my house I guess you go no I go I don't know my van isn't worth much you're like no buddy you you're the most important with your that, that shit is nothing without you if you're not healthy who gives a fuck health is wealth and that struck a chord man and i was off to connecticut and just trying to better myself and so then afterwards we i feel better and we're like oh i go you were right this really helped and then like yeah. you were in a good place and all of a sudden we find ourselves back into this lull and then it's like well what just happened i thought we fixed ourselves I, but then we realize it's a never-ending battle. It's a never-ending, like, you have to work on yourself. And so, and yeah. then here we are. Well, I think, yeah, I think it's it's never-ending, but I but I, I I used to be much more downtrodden by that. Like, I hate the idea of, you know, forever pain, <laughs> forever inconvenience, forever whatever. But I think that similar to... You know, if if you and I've used the dental analogy before with mental health, but um, if you never learned to brush and floss your teeth, or you learned but you never did it your whole life, you're going to end up with all manner of problems in your teeth, and then at that point, you're going to have to do some major, major, major work to get it all fixed again. Good analogy. And then beyond that, you're going to have to then continue to do the things that you were supposed to do in the beginning. And had you done those daily, those little practices, brush your teeth, floss your teeth. If you brush your teeth, floss your teeth every day, which is, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, if you're slow, then you don't have to have root canals. If mentally and and emotionally, which by the way, this is everybody because no one has been taught really good mental and emotional flossing and brushing techniques, unless you grow up with, therapists and even that's a weird thing because therapists being parent like i have friends whose parents are therapists and they're screwed up too oh, so yeah. you know there's all those things but and so so yes it is a never-ending our mental and emotional uh well-being journeys are never-ending but they don't have to be never-ending traumas it's just an it's a never-ending maintenance and and well i said. think that um where I found myself and where you found yourself and where I think a lot of, I don't think I know a lot of people find themselves um, is how do you, how do you even, where do you start? Well, yeah. How, how do you, what's, what's, what kickstarts you into, into wanting to care for yourself if your serotonin and dopamine levels are so low that a depression, clinical depression, even that's what I've definitely suffered from throughout my life. I didn't realize that I did. I, again, we always think that everyone just kind of feels the way that we feel. It's normal. We don't realize that some people don't get into the lows that some of us can get into. And when I first went uh, to Connecticut, well, when I went to Connecticut um, to, uh, to Privé, the, um, 
Am I allowed to say their name on here, by the way? Yeah. Oh, okay. You I'm went sure. to a place that helped you. No, I know. I just didn't yeah, know. I went to McDonald's and had a burger, you know? What are they going to sue me? Um, so, <laughs> so I was taking um, uh, Lexapro, mm -hmm. uh, which is an SSRI, an antidepressant. And I, and, and maybe it was just because I didn't take it long enough or I didn't take uh, the right dosage of it, but it never really felt like it helped me at all. So, right. Cause everybody's I, brain chemistry is different. So some people, it helps amazingly. Some people, it doesn't. Yeah. I think I, yeah. I had tried and, that in the past and didn't yeah, help. And, and there are so many different SSRIs, antidepressants because of that, because your particular brain chemistry might respond better to Prozac, like, which is what I'm about to get into, which is something I've been taking uh, for the last few months now, which has been a game changer for me. And I'll get into that. Um, but with the Lexapro, it didn't really feel like anything was working. And I got some really good wisdom and love and, uh, and healing at Privé. And, um, and I, and I really was that, you know, we all kind of have that thing and it's like, well, I don't want to have to take a pill for the rest of my life. I don't want to have to do mm -hmm. that. Well, guess what? Sometimes you do. And that's okay. Sometimes we are all born. I mean, there are people that are born missing an arm. Right. What if they said, well, I don't want to have to use a, um, prosthetic for the rest of my life. Well, they're just cutting off their nose to spite their face. Right. You have a thing to help you to reach that thing, to grab that thing, but you're not going to use it because you don't want to have to be dependent on it. And by the way, I've never been born without an arm and I don't know what that journey is like, but it, it would seem to me that in that same way, we, we need to be approaching again, physical well-being should be equatable to mental and emotional well-being. It should be. We just, we, we have so many stigmas around it. We don't want to feel like we're the person that has to take a drug, yeah. a pill every day even. Right. You feel shame. Like, why can't I be normal? Oh, my God. Why can't I? Am I not strong enough? Am I, am I too weak? And then that was a stigma that's been around since the beginning of all this shit. And it's yeah. bullshit. And anybody, everybody listening is bullshit. It's all bullshit. Whatever works for you. Obviously, if cocaine works for you, you're don't do that. That's a bad thing. But yeah. if you have something that's controlled that works for your brain chemistry and you go through it with your therapist and you feel comfortable and it makes you feel like normal, like you can get things done, you're not going into these deep, you know, uh, dark yeah. areas. And so that that's I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And the analogy with the uh, not, not flossing your teeth is makes perfect sense. I mean, it really does, because one day you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, my whole mouth, they need to rip out my all my teeth. Well, that's the exact same thing. If you wait to your uh, our age, oh, you're 40, 40, you're 40. 40 I'm yeah. 48. Fuck me in the butt or anywhere. You look great. Really. Well, I don't. Well, thank you. It's been, you know, I tell you what, my daddy always told me it's better to feel good than to look. It's better to look good <laughs> than to feel good. Let me tell you, you look, you don't remember that guy? You what? look absolutely marvelous. Fernando, oh, yeah, yeah. You, my daddy always told me, Fernando, don't be a schnook. It's not how you feel. It's how you look. Okay. <laughs> That's Billy Crystal, isn't it? Billy Crystal, yes. Marvelous, yeah. baby. Inside of You is brought to you by BetterHelp. Stop right now. If you're freaking out, if you're stressed about the, uh, the way the world is now or just life in general, anxiety, depression, all this stuff, if you deal with stuff like I do and everybody deals with, everybody deals with, you deserve help. You deserve to get BetterHelp, um, BetterHelp Online Counseling. Um, they are a sponsor for a long time, and uh, they're serious about helping people, and so am I, and, and that's why I think it's a good match. 2020 was pretty interesting, so uh, let's do a mental health check-in, why don't we? How are you really? Ask yourself, and what do you need right now? Therapy can help. 
And, you know, people ask, what is therapy exactly? And, and they sum it up pretty good. It's really whatever you want it to be. Uh, that's therapy. It, you know, you get tools to help with motivation, depression, anxiety, battling your temper, stress, dealing with uh, insecurity in relationships or at work, whatever you need. It's not just, I think people associate it with, it's, it's, you know, this big sort of, uh, what's the word, Ryan? It's just this, this stigma of, you know, oh, people that need therapy are, no, that's absolutely not true. I always say people who don't go to therapy are, mm, you know what I'm saying? It's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And trust me, I live in Hollywood. It's expensive. So BetterHelp is way cheaper and you can start communicating with your therapist within 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. It may or may not be for you, but it is certainly worth looking into because you are the greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and inside of you listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash inside. That's betterhelp.com slash inside. BetterHelp. Inside of you is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Guys, I don't know what what to do here with you guys because, you know, you wake up in the morning and you do what I do. You probably eat a bowl of cereal or you eat uh, bacon and eggs and you don't get any important crap going in your body. You don't get the good stuff in your body. We we neglect our bodies and it's so easy to please them, especially with a product like Athletic Greens. I mean, this is something, a, a powder that you, you put into a glass of water. Uh, a a 10-ounce glass of water. You mix it up in seconds. It's got 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more. And they all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet. You increase your uh, energy, uh, better focus, aids with digestion, and supports a healthy immune system, all without having to take multiple products this is again something i talk about if you're getting whether you're young or not but i'm getting older i I don't i need to start doing healthy things ryan do you find yourself just doing the same crap every day oh especially now for sure and what are you eating in the morning i mean i do eggs and some toast and you think oh eggs are kind of healthy yeah toast is but are you do you honestly gun to your head (laughs) <laughs> think you're getting enough vitamins and nutrients and minerals in your body every day. No way. Hell no. It's so easy. I gave you some packets of the Athletic Greens. Uh-huh. It's it's tasty. It's not like you think, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to hold my nose. You know, there's some of those drinks mm-hmm. where you plug your nose and you're like, oh, shoot, here we go. Yep. No, man, this tastes good. It tastes good. Give it a shot. Get your life together. Start your day with Athletic Greens. It works for me. It gives me energy. I know when I don't take it because I could fall asleep right now talking to you. Right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system during the winter months. They are offering our audience a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. If you visit the link today, you'll basically never have to buy a vitamin D again. It's that easy. Start today, guys. Give this a shot. Simply visit athleticgreens.com Y-O-U. Join health experts, athletes, and health-conscious go-getters around the world who make a daily commitment to their health every day. Again, 
athleticgreens.com slash Y-O-U and get your free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. So go back to you, because I know you were saying Prozac. And, I, and by the way, I want to commend you for being very, not only straightforward, but like also it's, it's very brave for people, especially in our industry, to go, oh, I'm on this. Or I'm like people think, oh, but that shows a weakness. Like I've had surgeries. I deal with pain. Oh, he's a liability. No, I'm just being honest with the world. And I mean, I do what I can. And uh, I, I just think it helps. And, and again, whatever, whenever you talk about this, and as I'm sure you'll say, and we've talked about, it's not like Prozac will work for everybody. Prozac might no, work for you. No, so anyway, no. go ahead. In fact, you know, I actually, I, well, I share it because I think it's important, as you know, I just think, I think vulnerability is important. I and think transparency. I, I, superpower, I think it helps. It, it feels awkward and it's scary to be that real, uh, but it, it has only ever brought positive things into mine and other people's lives. Me too. So I don't want to hide and not talk about the struggles that I have, particularly since we have the platform that we do. And I think that the more we can normalize and we have platforms to really spread that normalization out there. So that's super helpful. The only thing that I've ever questioned uh, talking about the brand or type of uh, pharmaceutical is something that actually I learned. Was it when Chris? Because they'll give you bank you as a spokesperson, like, oh, he says this. Well, no, it's not. It's it's not even that. It's um, it was something I heard Kristen Bell say, and it was either on your podcast or it was on um, yeah, on Armchair. Well, she said she wouldn't that. name the product because she doesn't yeah, want she, other people. It was you know, it was on mine where she said, yeah, she doesn't yeah, want she other want people to, to think to that something. right that doesn't work for them just because it worked for her, so she didn't say. Exactly. So that's yeah. exactly what I was alluding to, and I think that's yeah, and that's, that's the important. only hesitancy I even have in in talking what I uh, talking about what I'm taking, but I'm going to talk about it. Uh, because we're also giving people the um, the uh, clarity in our conversation right now that this just because it works for me doesn't mean it works for you. And by the way, I'm not even sure it works for me uh, perfectly right now. You know, there's things that work uh, and there's things that 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 don't work. When I um, well, first tracking back a little bit. So again, I was even though I was in like really, 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 uh, you know, sad shape and feeling super defeated and, uh, lost and incapable, uh, and, you know, all of the not good things. Um, I tried, I still was like, I, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to have to take a, a pill if I don't have to, I'm going to do all of the other things and, and things that I've done before, but I was really like, leaning into it. I was, uh, praying, uh, exercising, daily, meditating daily, uh, 20, 20 minutes a day, sometimes 40 minutes a day, 20 in the, in the morning and 20 at night. Um, there's a great app, by the way, my friend turned me on to, if anybody's looking to get into meditation, one giant mind, right. That down, right. Like they walk you through, um, I thought you were going to say J date. <laughs> Isn't that for Jews like myself? I'm a Jew. You're a One Jew. Giant mind. Um, You're not Jew. So, so it was meditating. Um, was working out every day. Was eating the cleanest of clean. Wasn't drinking any booze. And I still, and it still was not pulling me out of the depths. And it was terrifying. And I was like, well, I, I, I can't, if this is, if I'm doing all these things and it doesn't really feel like I'm having consistent, 
a marked difference in the uptick of my life, then I guess that's the sign that I do need to try something. Um, and, you know, as it turned out, had people like yourself or others who were saying, you know, Zach, maybe it's time that you really give a, an antidepressant a shot. And one of the things that really put me over the edge, not to uh, plug uh, somebody else's podcast, but I think it's definitely worth mentioning and something you'd really enjoy listening to. It's uh, a podcast called The Hilarious World of Depression. And it's, uh, I can't remember the name of the host, but he's great. Um, and he interviews just basically a bunch of comedians. The first couple of seasons are just mainly comedians um, and comic writers, but then he brings in other people from entertainment and stuff. And I want to get on there. We should both get on there. Oh, we definitely should. At I'd some point, I, I would love to to do it. But anyway, the point is, is that he interviews all these people and all of them, you know, it's, it's without fail. It's like, yeah, I didn't want to, I didn't want to have to take the pill. I didn't want to, we all have this, this kick. We want to kick back on this thing. And they all say, change my life, change my life, change my life, change my life, change my life. I couldn't get out of bed. And then I was all of a sudden like, I'm okay. Again. And I, I think it's, I think part of it is none of us want to admit how, uh, how um, we need help. Well, no, no, no. Yes. But, but I also, I think that, I think that people don't want to admit the idea that we are just how helpless we are to our body's biochemistry. I think we all think that we are in control of that. And I, and, and it's actually a very liberating concept to acknowledge and to say, oh, no, no, I don't have, like all of my thoughts are not my thoughts. My thoughts are a whole bunch of things. Sometimes that's me thinking. A lot of times that is this negative interject, this, this negative feedback loop. And so much of that stuff directly comes from your level of dopamine or serotonin or whatever the epinephrine or I don't know. Epine epinephrine. Epinephrine. Epinephrine, I guess. Yeah. My thoughts um, are I don't want a lot of these thoughts. <laughs> yeah, totally. 100%. But because your body and your mind are in a depressed state because of dopamine, serotonin, uh, lacking in your system, you are infinitely more prone to stay subject to those thoughts. Mm. As soon as you can take some antidepressants or whatever it is that you need to take for you and your particular mental and emotional well, well-being uh, journey, um, you can find a key. And, and here's the other thing. It shouldn't shock anybody that we all have mental and emotional issues. <laughs> Look at the world. Look at the world that 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 was before us and all of the woes and all the crazy. And look at where we're at now. Look at these little devils that are in our pockets that, you know, like if you watch The Social Dilemma, the, the documentary on Netflix, which is like so scary to think about, like you're, you're not even in charge of your own social media. You're being constantly marketed to. And we all know it. We talk our phone is in. <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, you're absolutely right. I, I was sitting with my friend Joe outside and we're sitting there talking. I don't remember exactly what was said. I'm just going to say for random. I was like, it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, when I got this taco uh, at Taco Bell last week, I'm not kidding. 10 seconds later, he just looked at his phone and goes, Dude, you're not going to believe this. Yeah. It Instagram popped up an ad for Taco Bell. Yeah. I, I'm not on my phone. So they are 100. pretty much listening to you. You cannot trust any. Oh, it's sad. It's a no, sad. It's, it's terrifying. So, and kids are growing up with this more and more and more and more. We're constantly just distracted, distracted from working on ourselves. The longer we get distracted, the longer it takes for us to actually come to 
emotional and mental wellness and maturity. And these things are the greatest. They are the, I say, I've, I've said this for years. It's the, it is the single greatest Swiss army knife in the history of mankind. And also the deepest narcissist pool. We, we, you can get lost in it. Black mirror. I mean, that's I'm good. The name I'm good. They love me. They love mirror. me. I'm Black great. Mirror. I need that. I need this in that darkness. Yeah, that's true. That's and true. so none of us should feel ashamed that yeah. we struggle with stress and anxiety and depression and bipolar, whatever, all of the things our brains are being fractured every single day by our politicians, by our food, by our pharma, by our social media, by all of it, by so much of our content. Yes. But by the way, Zach, it's not just that. The most important thing is that we have all those external things going on because you could also have the choice to use those things and the choice to acknowledge things and be as, but what I'm going to say is that there are some choices. Look, I think I don't think you can control much, but you, you you can control your determination to fight for a better life, to feel better. I mean, you could always have control of trying. But what I was going to say is that if someone has uh, schizophrenia, someone has manic depressive, someone has bipolar, this is science. These are doctors who have diagnosed these people. And if they get diagnosed by enough doctors, then it is real. It's science. So their mind works in a different way. Their brain chemistry, just the channels that are going around, they're not like mine or yours, and my brain is not like you. So ultimately, it's asinine to think that everybody has a normal brain and we all can improve our brain by just exercise. Like Zach said that, he tried that, his food, his meditation, all these things. So if you've done everything and your therapist goes, I really think that this slow dose of something might... It's worth a shot. I mean, that's why I'm diving into it. I don't want to be all meted up. I don't want to. I go, look, if this is going to fuck with my creativity, if this is going to fuck with blah, blah, blah. I mean, there, there are side effects. Like he's like, well, you're not going to want to have sex as much. I'm like, well, it's a pandemic. I don't really have sex anyway. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so ultimately it's like uh, there's so many variables. But look, into your world now where you decided, okay, I'm good. Because I remember you did not want to. Like, I don't know. I don't want to try Prozac. I don't want to do this. I, I don't know. I don't know. And I remember having that conversation with you going, dude, if nothing's working and you've tried everything, why don't you try something? Just if you don't like it, get off it. You know, just be on monitor it. Talk to your friends. Yeah, be I, mean, I, I think part of the difficulty in this is that you're asking almost without fail. You're always asking a depressed person what they should do. A depressed person doesn't know what to do. They're scared of doing almost anything because you're, you don't want to make it worse. Right. So oh. it's, 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 it's a really weird oxymoron, right? It's, it's, it's this paradox. Like, of course the depressed person is not thinking clearly or, or as rationally or as logically as they ought to be as a, as somebody who's been on Prozac now for a couple of months and has my serotonin levels stabilized that makes a complete, it, it's so much more rational. Also because I've now done it and I've seen the benefits of it. And so obviously that all plays into it too. But, but you know, you and, and others who I talked to who um, had also gone through, you know, uh, uh, seasons of their life where they were on it for a while. And they said, listen, it, 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 it changed. It, it was a life, it was a lifesaver. It was a life changer. It was, a, it, it, it helped me. You know, my, my therapist um, used a great analogy uh, when, you know, when I talked to him about like, I don't want to be on this stuff for the rest of my life. He goes, well, maybe you will and maybe you won't. I, it doesn't, I, I don't know, but there, you know, like I said, there, uh, uh, there are plenty of people like diabetes, diabetics 
have to take a shot. Well, now they actually have these cool little machines and things right. that are kind of automatic. But, you know, I mean, I remember having diabetic buddies when I was growing up. It's like every single time they ate, they had to prick their finger and check their. Uh, that should be a sitcom, by the way. Diabetic buddies. Diabetic. It's like three overweight guys or underweight. I have friends who are really skinny with diabetes, but you know they get it and they live they live together and they have to check. Anyway, yeah. stupid idea. But you know, so that 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 could be the rest of your life, perhaps. But but you know, also if you're if you're in a room and you're in the dark, and the only way to turn the light on is to drag a stool over to underneath the light, so you have something to stand on, so you can reach the light. Mm. then look at the antidepressants or whatever drugs that you might need to take is that stool. Yeah. And just get up there and get that light on. I love, I and love Once that. you've got the light on, then assess, then look at what's going on. You, you know, know, then you can leave the light on. You can leave the light on. <laughs> hey, let me ask you, what was it like the first month or two when you did do Prozac and were you like, talking about getting off it and saying this isn't working this isn't working were there many times you almost got off it oh man there, there was yeah so so um um yeah i mean well libido is definitely something that is a side effect that is very clear um uh in in all of the you know like oh. this may cause this that and the other yeah uh so there's you know there, there there's there's some of that but i don't um, lose a bone i don't lose the boner I, I I just don't feel like using the boner. Yeah. It's like, hey, go down, dude. I don't know what you're doing. I'm, yeah, that yeah, that yeah, doesn't, yeah. 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 yeah, I just yeah. don't feel like doing that's, it. I'm that's, like, a, that's, a, that's a very good way to, that's yeah. a very good way to uh, summarize it. Bone sure. be gone. <laughs> um, but um, no, but but that that is whatever. You can, you can deal with that shit. The thing that made me um, almost get off of it uh, and I'm glad I didn't. And I'm glad my therapist encouraged me to push through. Um, and this is a good disclaimer for anybody who is thinking about getting on antidepressants. Uh, just keep this in mind. Uh, in my case, so I started on, um, you know, a small, small milligram dose, five milligrams or something of, of Prozac. Uh, for the first couple of weeks, you, you gotta, you gotta like, you know, you want to ease into these things. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, it's, it's very delicate to all this biochemistry and you want to make sure that you're putting the right stuff in and it's not having adverse effects. So five milligrams golden, but doesn't, didn't really feel like it was lifting me up that much. Um, 10, still not much. So then I was able to go up to 20. Uh, and when I did for like the first couple days I was okay. And then for about a week, I had gnarly anxiety. Now I was already suffering from anxiety. I've always, I, I suffer from anxiety without uh, that. So I was, that was one of the things I'm trying to get away from. Right. <laughs> and it ended up amplifying my anxiety uh, in a way that was like, I, I can't do this. Especially while you're working, you're doing the underdog, you're doing all these other things, you're preparing for these movies. You can't have horrible anxiety. No, no, no. So what happens? You fight through that anxiety? Or you do yeah, they yeah, I just fought through it. And I talked to those closest around me just to be like, hey, just know if I'm like, you know, uh, needing to go take a walk or, or I'm just, you know, breathing or looks like I'm just like, you know, resting or whatever. Like I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to breathe, breathe through this stuff and know that and know that. This is not real. It is biochemistry 
making something feel real. And that's what I'm talking about. Like we are not, we are not humble enough when it comes to how strong and powerful our minds are. Like we think these depressive thoughts because we're down in this depressive state. And then we believe these depressive thoughts as truth. They're not. How people, you know, how, how often we sit around when we're in a bummed out mood and think about like all the shit that we did wrong in our life and we beat ourselves up about ruminating. it. Ruminating. Ruminating. Or we think about, oh, that stupid thing I did with that person and they must think I'm an idiot. And all of, all of those projections, when that person might not have even clocked what you did. Or cares. And, and even if they did, they haven't thought about you in 20 years yes. or whatever. But to you, it is real and clear as the day. Yeah. But it's not because our biochemistry literally makes us feel in such a way that it, it galvanizes that. It like solidifies it as some kind of fact. And it's a fucking lie. It's not true. So what? Yeah, go so ahead. I knew that was going on. My therapist is like, you got to remind yourself this is just a physical reaction. There is nothing to be anxious about. Because if you're feeling anxiety, then you'll apply that anxiety onto things in your life. And then you'll feel that anxiety about those things. As opposed to just feeling it, you know, it's very... I think it's a very Buddhist kind of thing to allow yourself to just feel whatever it is you're feeling. This is very, in meditation, it's the same thing. It's feel what you're feeling. Become bedfellows with your pain, with your fear, with your anxiety, with your depression. Like, all, you know, embrace them. But what was the first thing you felt in a good way, like in terms of like, oh, it's working? Or did it take you time to sort of, as my therapist would say, hey, Tell anxiety he could sit in the back seat, but he's not driving and then shut the fuck up. I know it's there. This is what's happening, but that's not, that's just, that's not real. He could sit in the back seat. He's there. We know he's there, but keep driving. And, or was there a moment where you're like, you woke up or day two and you're like, my anxiety's kind of gone. I don't feel low. No, I'm not. I mean, honestly, like once all the anxiety kind of leveled up, even while the anxiety was going on, I could still feel the depression lessening. So that was, I could feel not happier necessarily, but I could, I didn't feel as unhappy or yeah. Or like depressed. It was just the anxiety that was still. So once, so once that then leveled off and things kind of stabilized, um, I don't feel the anxiety. Thank God. Beautiful. Uh, and my therapist was right and just, you know, ride that out and don't take, you know, cause I was like, do I take something to counteract that? And he goes, don't take any more things. Just write it out. It sucks, but you're going to be okay. And, um, and now, um, you know, it's, it's strange. It's like, you know, cause you, I guess you just assume or because people for so many years say that they're happy pills or whatever, antidepressants, but they're not really happy pills. And it's not like, you know, um, the, uh, fly in and just like, oh my God, like some right. know, drug trip or whatever. <laughs> right. you're, you're just, you're actually, as a, as somebody who struggles with the depression, as I do, you, I think this is just what people feel like normally. Uh, right, it's normalcy. I, the happy pill is really, I'm like, here comes my normal pill. That I can feel kind of like yeah. maybe yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's yeah. true. That's true. So that's, so that's kind of where it's at now. And, and it's, and that allows me to now not be run by this monkey brain that's down in the depressive state that's thinking lies are real and instead you know like getting all of that like um at a therapist once talked about like you know perspective and why we get so strung out it's like putting your hand in front of your face if you put your hand right in front of your face you actually can't see the form of your hand 
you you know it's your hand, but you know it's all kind of double visioned, and you know there's no real clear lines. And, and until you can pull your hand away up, far away enough from your face, then you can go, oh, that's a hand. I can see all the fingers. I can see all of the lines in it. I can, but you have no perspective here. There's nothing here, and this is where we're at in our messed up biochemistry. We have no. It's everything just like ah. How many people you think just did that with with me? How many people watching just put their hand near their face and went along with it and go, oh my god, I did. I was lost in Zach's words and his hand. Inside of you is brought to you by True Underdog Podcast. Raised in a trailer park with no clear path to success, kicked out of high school multiple times, faced with becoming a father in his teens, Jason Waller is the definition of a true underdog. After hearing the words no or you can't too many times, he unleashed the power within to start three successful companies with his most recent venture, Power Home Solar, skyrocketing on a path to becoming a billion-dollar enterprise. Join us as Waller, a four-time Entrepreneur of the Year winner, shares motivational tips and inspiring stories and business building lessons from the ground up. He shares his life experiences and that of his high profile guests to help others better themselves. As Waller will tell you, there's no elevator to success. That climb only happens one step at a time. Let every true underdog podcast be that step that elevates you. Scared money won't make money. Learn about failure. Learn about entrepreneurship. Learn about never quitting or making excuses. It's real. It's raw. It's motivational. Check out True Underdog Podcast at trueunderdog.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside of You is brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent a home? Ryan, I have a home. I know you rent a home. I do rent a home. And it's a pain in the ass. Pain in the ass. That, that's the biggest thing. We always talk about this, but it's it's funny because, uh, I, you know, I'm 48 years old, man, and you're 32, almost 30. All right, go to hell. Uh, you're young. Uh, but you're more mature than I am, but no matter what, I I think the older you get, you don't want to do as much. You don't want to pay as many bills. Mm -hmm. You don't want to go out. There's just a lot of things that you want to save time with groceries, Mm -hmm. auto insurance, homeowners insurance, all these things that just sound so adult. You want somebody that's respected that everybody knows, but at the same time, you want to be able to do one payment. Mm -hmm. And those are called bundling policies it's so easy honestly with geico and uh you know to have one payment and that's all you have to deal with as opposed to three different companies to me that's uh that's what's important (laughs) in my (laughs) life i'll tell you that right now geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy go to geico.com all you do is get a quote it's so simple and see how much you could save it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. So that's been, um, uh, you know, a huge benefit and, and, and continuing to do the other things as well. Um, uh, and staying healthy and staying strong and, uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, um, you know, 2020 was uh brutal for everybody well yeah if, unless you're jeff bezos it wasn't very brutal for him um but uh yeah by and large we all got smacked around really 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 hard and some of us even lost our lives and um 
And we're not out of the woods yet. There's still going to be more COVID flying around. We got the vaccines, which is great. And more and more of those will be handed out. And, you know, depending on how well or efficiently we do that, maybe by summertime, maybe we have things opening to a level that like feel real. And by Q3, it's really real. And by Q4, by holidays of next year, we've got, herd immunity or close to it or whatever, but we, we still have a lot of this to go through and a lot of, you know, political bullshit that we're all going to be wading through together and trying to stay a hopeful, like, if you want to be a productive person, you have to have some kind of hope. You have to have some kind of faith and something resolve faith, something where you know that it's worth it, you know? And when I'm at my highs, I, I everything's worth it. But when I'm in my lows, I'm like, what's the point of life? Yeah, what's isn't that, isn't that something? What are we doing, you know? And that's where I, I know that I, I can swing. And whether I'm bipolar or not, I, I, I don't know. I've never been diagnosed with that. But, but bipolar is a, a massive, big catch-all category. And there's all manner of, like, there's, uh, there's bipolar a... one and two and three. And yeah. three is just, like, a whole bunch of stuff that we're not really sure what it is. But maybe it is bipolar, but we don't know. And You know when I'm happiest, uh, Zach? I think when it's one in the morning and I'm on eBay looking at old lunch boxes vintage lunch boxes. I just got this empire strikes back one. There's something to be said about just kind of, it's not healthy. It's not healthy, but you know, my, my, my excuse is I'm not going to, you know, be some douchebag. I'm not going to go buy a $300,000, you know, Benz or whatever. I'm just buying a 30 or $80 freaking empire lunchbox. That's it. I'm not spending, I'm not spending like crazy here. I might spend a few hundred bucks here and there. I'm not, I'm not going nuts, but I want some lunch boxes. <laughs> there's something bad about that though there's something dark there's something there that i'm what is it you're looking at me like well, that, well <laughs> you, you've been there because you, you, you think no, that this well, is going to make you happier like these certain things are going to make you happy yeah, but it's I mean, ephemeral look, ultimately that's uh it's that's retail therapy i know uh and um and mm. external validation on some level uh why i'm the only one that cares about it i think that it's healthy and good to treat yourself occasionally absolutely i think that that's part of self-love is to say like i'm worth this thing whatever this thing is only we can gauge when we are buying something because we're worth it buying something because we want to be worth it Mm. and that's where i think you know a lot of us struggle and stumble. We, we're not, we don't give it enough thought before purchasing. And then, cause once you purchase, you get the dopamine rush and you get the fun and you get the thing and it, ah, you, you get it, but that goes away quick. Really? By the way, that was one of the things, wow. one of the things that I've uh, definitely return um, uh, kind of, I think recognized for the first time, in my career, in my life, um, not working well, I, you and I have talked about this before, but when I, when I, I didn't realize how much, you know, I derived my worth from work before this pandemic. I knew that I did on some level. Um, but I don't know. I always kind of felt like in the past, if I wasn't working, it was my fault. So I could beat myself up and there was, and that's why I was upset with myself. 
this was the first time I wasn't working and it wasn't because I had to book a job or whatever. It's because this virus is floating around the world. Everything gets shut down. So I should be very kind to myself and be like, okay, well, okay, you know, we'll hunker down, we'll figure this out and we'll get back to work on stuff once we get back. But I didn't. Instead, I was still feeling worthless. Mm. And I, and I was like, why, why can't I just be with me? I'm not being Zach on a set. If I'm not being Zach with my cast and crew and taking care of people and loving people and entertaining people there and making a thing that's going to go entertain people outside of here for years to come. Why can't I feel like I'm worth anything if I'm not doing some version of that or, you know, working and, and producing and creating, why can't I? Cause I still didn't love myself enough. I still yeah, don't. That's, I'm still that's what working it, that's, on valuing myself enough to be okay. If I don't do another TV show or another movie or another play or another song or whatever, if I had to switch careers right now and go do something else, am I going to be happy with myself? Am I going to love myself? I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm, I'm listening to this and I'm going, you know, uh, my therapist is always uh, Sandy, you know, Sandy, yeah. but Sandy's always like, you you're you're worth it you're and i'm like yeah no i know i know i know yeah i know I'm, I'm totally worth it yeah i know i'm i know i'm talented i know but but i'm not it's not it's not settling in it's not yeah and it's just such a weird dynamic where it's like i don't hate myself i don't look in the mirror and go you're a terrible fucking awful person but i do think i definitely can't say i love myself i cannot say that honest to god gun to my head somebody said do you love yourself i cannot say yes I, that's yeah. for sure but um, and those there are moments, right? You go in these phases where it's like, oh, you're just such an asshole, dude. You're fucking. And then you're like, you know what? That was a really good thing you did. And you didn't do it because the cameras were rolling or you didn't do it because you wanted people to like you. You did it because you really have a heart. And there are, are ups and downs of that sort of validation and like validating yourself for certain reasons. And um, so I'm that that's all a balancing act. And that's part of the whole therapy and all this. Look, enough about me. This is about you. But see, you could be my well, therapist. Well, well, just to just to add to that a little bit and also circle back on what I what I was gonna then get into when I was talking about how I yeah. um kind of recognized that I was driving so much of my work my worth from my work. Another thing that I recognized was um dopamine. And this is through uh, you know, by the way, this is also like 40 years of life and you know knowing things now that I didn't know before. So I can put, I cannot connect dots that didn't make any sense, but dopamine is a really fascinating um, drug in our bodies. And it's really um, a, a reward drug. So uh, serotonin um, is a, I mean, by the way, I'm not even, don't, don't quote me on any of this stuff, <laughs> but <laughs> we're just but, uh, actors talking about things, Yeah, you know, but well, serotonin, uh, seems to be more of a, a love drug, like kind of a, a, a more steady feel of things are okay. Right. A peace or, uh, that kind of stuff. Whereas dopamine is the excitement. Dopamine is the little shot little and, and we and we and we get them playing video games this is why people become addicted to video games this is why people become addicted to certain drugs that give them dopamine um but it's also why people get addicted to work because every single time you achieve a little goal 
you get a little shot of dopamine in your body. It's your body, your evolutionarily, our bodies were designed to, to help us propel forward. Literally, you get little shots of dopamine throughout your day. When you're playing a video game, every single time you, you know, you're playing a, a shooter game, every time you, you kill a guy or you level up or you get the new gear or you, a new map opens up, like they, they design apps, they design games, they design them specifically for these reasons so that you have all these little dopamine checkpoints. Like a lunchbox. Same thing. Same thing. There's a little shot oh, yeah, of dopamine yeah. there. It's a small shot, but it's dopamine. Go ahead. That's what I was saying. You get that little shot because you've, 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 uh, you've checked, got that, got that empire strikes back. And then it goes down. Uh, got it. Done. Yeah. And then it goes Sell down it. and you got to do another one. You get another shot. Right. Get rid of it. So what I didn't realize was I had basically stripped myself of all of my little dopamine shots because I been, have been grateful uh, and very blessed to have been working as consistently as I've worked in my career. Um, but that going for the most part, for the most part from job to job, you know, there, there were definitely seasons of life that were drier and it, and those were also, as it turns out, shocker, more depressed states, uh, in me, um, because I didn't have enough hobbies or other things that I was accomplishing. I was always wanting to go to work. And when I was at work, I got all the dopamine that I needed because you show up to work, by the way, getting up, this is why, uh, there's scientists and like, there's this, uh, I think there's a, a Navy SEAL has this great commencement speech and he talks about tucking in or making your bed in the morning. And the reason why you make your bed in the morning is because it's the first shot of dopamine you get. It's an accomplishment. You accomplish making your bed. And it's, it's a the little, first. and it, they don't need to be big accomplishments. I do they it. They need to be little accomplishments. Do you do Getting it? Getting up, make your bed. You make your bed? Go to the bathroom, brush your teeth, take the shower, do shave, whatever you, all those little things. And you know, we don't think they are, but they actually are little teeny accomplishments. Wow. When it, you go to work as an actor, you show up, you know, hopefully you're on time. Accomplishment. You say hi, you got, now you've got some community there. You're seeing your set PA or your base camp or whatever. Cool. You, um, the director hugged you. Sure. When but you could do now that. You're, now you're rehearsing. You, the rehearsal process is an accomplishment. You're going through, you're figuring things out. You're figuring out where you're going to stand and you're figuring out your lines if you don't already know them and you're working it out with the other actors and the director and all that. And that's one big And then your takes and then you do a take and it's great and then it's a dopamine. Exactly. It's a, it goes on and then you go home, you're exhausted and you start the whole day over. Exactly. And when you don't work, you, you don't have those days. You don't have all that dopamine. So what do you do? Well, you, I, I think you're doing things that are helpful in that regard. You are busying yourself with your podcast, with writing your music, with performing your music, with whatever it is, your hobbies. I struggle with hobbies because I don't prioritize them. I think that in my warped thinking for so long in my life, it's like, well, those are kind of a waste of time. I need to focus on the work stuff. I spend too much time screwing around and playing video games and doing whatever. And I, I don't have time for that. I need to go do this stuff. So for me personally, I need to invest in me. I need to invest in me time. I need to, like, I got a ukulele. I'm learning how to play ukulele. That's let's releasing let's write let's write a song together. Let's let's my yeah, next album. Do. Let's do let's do a song. Why don't we do a duet? Well, yeah. or 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 I'm not kidding. Like I have a duet on this album. I I'm so you're right. All these hobbies. Like I'm thinking the music. Wait a minute. I've never been more happy. Never been happier. Never been felt like a, a rush a dopamine every time I get a note back and here's the song and we have notes and then I have to go re-record this. And even though I'm not the, you know, the, I, I haven't been a musician in my life. I love music. And I finally said, 
just because I'm, I don't sing like Adam Lambert, I can fucking make music. And now you can't get me away from writing music. I love it. I don't care if I become a rock star. I'm not there to be a rock star. Yeah, I want to make yeah. music and hopefully people like it and the patrons do and, 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 you know, friends do. And I love it most importantly for the first time in my life. So maybe that is a breakthrough inadvertently. I didn't realize that music would be such a, a, an important factor in my life. And that is a hobby. And so maybe you're right. Take the ukulele up. Let's write a song together. Let's go back and forth with lyrics. Let's put something down and go, hey, that's another accomplishment. Let's just yeah. do more things without over. You got to also not spread yourself too thin because you do a lot of stuff as well. Yeah. And, and, and look, and everybody's got to be able to gauge that for themselves. And, you know, are you overworking yourself? Are you overstimulating yourself? Are you not enough? Or, you know, I, I, that's everybody's got different bandwidth. I know for me, I found myself in this pandemic without work and not knowing how to enjoy my own life. And I was so blessed, man. I was on my ranch in Texas on the river. I had family and friends that could come and stay with me and all quarantine together. I mean, we had a beautiful situation and yet I was still so despondent. And one of the things that I gleaned from that was, oh, because I have put to, not just to derive all of my worth from my work, but part of the reason why I do that is because I get my dopamine almost exclusively from work. Yeah. And if I don't have enough to do for work, and I'm, I'm telling myself, well, this is a waste of time over here to go and, you know, get better on my dirt bike or mountain bike or, or get up and run every day or whatever, you know, learn how to tap dance, learn a new language, whatever it is. And also it's difficult when you are in a depressive state to believe in yourself. So that makes it harder. So before you get to that deep, deep down depressive state, or even if you're in that right now, recognize that you telling yourself you can't do it is a lie. You telling yourself that you're not worthy of doing it is a lie. Go and do it. Fake it till you make it because you will start giving yourself dopamine by accomplishing. Go accomplish. Accomplishing almost anything will give this. you little shots of that dopamine and it will help pull you out of the depression. This is a wonderful conversation. To me, this is, I, you know, I, I hope people enjoy it as much as I do. I hope everybody listens. I, to me, honestly, back to like what, it matters to me. This has been dopamine for me. This has been, this has been like, this is, I've learned so much and I always learn from you. And, uh, I know I'm sort of the, you know, the, the, the little kid kind of just jumping in and making a joke here and there. And I, I kind of like do that because sometimes, uh, you know, I like to do that, but sometimes it's insecurity or it's, or it's like, Oh my God, he's talking about exactly what I, oh, I'm getting too serious here. Like, oh, farts, farts have done it again. Farts have cut into the serious talk. And I'm sure people say, Zach was about to say something really important. And he cut him off with a, a singing the Bee Gees or some shit. We're going to get into a thing called shit talking with Zach Levi. This is rapid fire. This isn't, this is just fast. If you could do it fast. Yeah, this is all my patrons get to ask these questions. If you want to join Patreon, patreon.com slash inside of you, I'll message you. <laughs> Sophie M, what are three positive things that you have done during lockdown? Um, three positive things I've done during lockdown. Um, Prozac. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, eating, eating right, uh, working out, um, and meeting a lovely girl. That we didn't even get into that. We're gonna get all right, all right, hang on. We might get into that, but we might not. I don't want to get personal. I will. We have been personal. Gen D. Gen D. Gen D. How has your recent social media hiatus been beneficial to your mental health? How has your recent social media hiatus? Um tremendously. Um 
I've, 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 uh, ventured back on a little bit. Um, but I find myself, uh, almost wanting to disappear again. Um, it's just incredible how addictive Instagram specifically is. Uh, it, it just the endless scroll, the endless scroll, the endless scroll, the endless scroll. You're just constantly, I mean, I, and, and I, and I know it, like you're doing it and you know, you're doing it and you still don't stop Yeah. because you think, by the way, this is also dopamine. Because every single time you come across one of those memes, that's a golden, golden meme. And like, ah, yeah. I won. I won. It, yeah. See, I was supposed to keep scrolling. I, I found the nugget. And then keep going. instead of just ending there, you go, I'll bet I'll find another one. It's me with popcorn. It might as well be a, well a, a one arm bandit slot machine. It, You're just... It's me, it's me with popcorn. I'm like, I've had enough. I'm bloated. I'm farting. Yeah. And I need to stop. And I'm like, no, I have half a bowl. It's delicious Himalayan salt. It's not the worst thing in the world. It's non-dairy butter. I'm going yeah. to finish this fucking bowl. I'll even give a few more kernels to my dogs. Dopamine. Sure. Steph A, what's something you like to see WB do, Warner Brothers do, that you think would make the DCEU, the DC universe, better? Bring back Lex Luthor. What? Um... <laughs> Say what? They did bring back Lex Luthor. No, I know. Did they bring back the Lex Luthor? Though that's the question she asked. No, the, she oh, is that what you go by now? The Lex Luthor? No, I don't go by that. Some people do. Screen rant, other publications. Um, a young Gene Hackman, I always referred to you as. <laughs> by the way, he's my favorite. He was my favorite Lex Luthor of all time. So good. He was so good. But you don't know, really. And uh, that's a tough question, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I you know. It's like, and, and this isn't just trying to, I'm not like, I'm not definitely not evading or dodging or whatever, um, or, or paying lip service when, when I say I'm legit, just grateful that I get to be Shazam and get to be in that world. And, um, as a, as a comic book fan and video game player and lover of all nerdy pop culture, like. I have all kinds of different ideas of I think of what I think would be fun or cool. Um, but look, I think that from what I've gathered from my bosses and the conversations that I've had, I think that 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 Warner Brothers and DC are making steps to do exactly that, at making it better. I think that, you know, there was unfortunately just some missteps or misfires or whatever uh, that came in the initial universe building that just didn't pan out and marvels did uh they took you know i think feige and those guys were smart enough to take john favreau and robert downey jr's template uh in, in the original iron man and eventually just kind of put that vibe over all of their titles they realized that that's what people want and they were right it's 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 just it's it's funny enough and with just enough action and explosiveness and death, but not so much that like kids are freaking out and parents can take their kids to the movie. Like they, they struck the perfect chord and Favreau and, and and Downey did that first, and then they used that template and they did it. DC and Zack Snyder wanted to go the other direction and be like, let's make this dark, let's do it. You know, let's you know, let's do this this darker deal. And I think for Batman that works. I think that it, it uh, was a difficult thing to apply to all of the DC characters because of their different personalities and stuff. And, um, uh, 
And ultimately, you know, they were trying to figure out their tone and Zach had to leave Justice League and Joss came in and now there's all that drama and all these yeah. things that people are talking about. And that, that was all well before my time. And I, I, I don't, I can't weigh in on any of it. But what I can say is that now, because the universe build didn't work, I think in the way that everyone wanted it to, they have, they have pivoted and now they're allowing it to be this um, multiple ver uh, universe uh, DC universe, the, the multiverse, which now, which is interesting because Marvel is now kind of doing that thing mm. as well, but it allows you to, to make all the movies you want and they can be connected or not connected or whatever. And I actually, I think that's smarter. This, this has been awesome. The last thing I want to say really quick, I mean, you know, is I'm really happy about the girlfriend. So why don't we see how that goes? And in maybe five months, or four months or whatever down the road this year, you come back. And if that's still happening, it happened. I wish you the best. I, I you know, you don't normally have girlfriends. I normally don't either. It's not because we're not, uh, well, you know, uh, you know, we're troubled. Um, we're, no, we're, we're, I think we're innately good people like everyone, but we, we're just trying to be better. And once we like ourselves more and love ourselves, then we can love. And that's ultimately the bottom line of, yeah. of, of us. Yeah. Or, or I can speak for myself, but. Yeah, and I think part of that is, you know, um, when you struggle loving yourself, then you really struggle allowing another person to love you because you don't think you're deserving of it. And you don't even know that you're doing that. But Yeah, you, you don't, I don't you even do. know. I don't even you know, know that that's what's happening. Like you're saying, yeah. like, you're not loving someone. You're like, well, this person's so sweet to me and so kind to me and so friendly and we get along and we don't fight and all these things and things and things. And like, why don't I love this person? Well, maybe because you don't love yourself, but how do you do that then? Is that really the reason or is it? So it's just this battle that you have in your head and it's just like a bunch of lies, like you said, and it's like, get to the bottom of it. And that's, I think what we're doing. That's why we're here. You know? Amen. Thanks, Zach. I, uh, I love you. Thanks for being here again. I love you too, man. And I love everybody out there listening and watching. And uh, we'll see you soon. You know, you edit these episodes, Ryan. Uh -huh. Do you, I mean, you have to listen. You uh -huh. have to really listen to them. Yeah. Is, is this something, did you get something out of this one? I did. What did you notice about Zach that was different this time? Zach, well, I haven't listened to the old ones, but um, he uh, is one of them. Uh, every now and again, you get, a, you get somebody who's just an open book and then will just say whatever is on his mind and whatever he's going through. And so he just, he let it all out. Mm -hmm. He talked openly about uh, like his um, being on, you know, medication for depression, which he was hesitant about. And, yeah. um, and uh, yeah. So, I mean, whatever you're willing to discuss, he is open to it. Yeah, that's true. You know, I uh, sometimes have guests who just don't want to open up as much or they have specific things they want me to cut out or, you know, there's there's reasons, you know, people don't want their whole lives out in the open. And I, I get the you want to be private. But uh, when those people that have a voice that have recognition, a name, celebrity status open up, they just don't realize. I mean, we don't realize how much power that is. Mm -hmm. That's power. That's using your celebrity to help people. Now, that is beyond to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, an Oscar or winning awards and all that shit. Cause what you're doing is you're actually helping people. And, and, and I think Zach does that. So, and uh, he deserves everything he is getting in terms of success. He's a, a great guy. And um, I love to see him fighting the good fight. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, as, as Zach told you, or Zach was talking about all the medications, things that he, things that he does, things that he, 
we are not professionals. We're not licensed professionals. We just talk about our problems. And um, so if you do need help, you know where to get it. Uh, there's BetterHelp, um, which can help you for, with online counselors. There's um, and there's also emergency hotlines if something's serious. And, you know, uh, you know, if, you, if you're in an emergency, uh, don't listen to the podcast. Get going with your stuff. You know what I mean? So once again, if you want to join Patreon, the Patreon family, it's patreon.com slash inside of you. I write a message to you after you join. Uh, also, sunspin.com. You can get these. Our lovely CDs out. They're autographed or unsigned, but there's shirts and lunchboxes and a bunch of stuff. Go to sunspin.com. Sweet trucker hats. Look at that trucker hat. I love it. I wear it all the time. And uh, what else? How could they subscribe to the podcast again? Uh, YouTube.com slash inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum mm. at inside of you pod on Twitter at inside of you podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. I'm going to start like a contest or something. I started it for the sun spin. Like if you get 10 people to go to the stage that haven't gone before to yeah. see us, we'll give you a zoom. Mm. So maybe there's something where um, all my listeners out there can, you know, they can get 10 new listeners or something and then they could get something, some free merch or free something, or mm -hmm. there's gotta be a way to do that. Uh, give them an incentive, if you will. You know what I mean? Would you guys do that? Tweet me. Let me know if that's a good idea. Uh, and also, you could send messages, which I don't check regularly, but I do check. And I, I look at your emails, your messages, and I appreciate them. The letters are so heartfelt. Uh, hello at insideofyou.com. Hello at insideofyoupodcast.com. That's it. Hello at insideofyoupodcast.com. Um, yeah, sunspin.com for all the merch and inside of you store. You can go to inside of you store online and get uh, all these great shirts and uh, tumblers and mugs and uh, autograph. There's also Lex Luthor pictures and Smallville lunch boxes and shit. So there's a lot of fun stuff there. And a big shout out to all my patrons. Again, couldn't do it without you. Love what a great community we have. Um, a great community we have. It's it really is. Uh, it's it's splendid. I do these YouTube lives where it's just for patrons. So mm -hmm. it's a private link. Mm -hmm. And I just play songs and talk back and forth with them and they're messaging me. And um, we have an occasional, a big Zoom for the top tiers. Every couple of months, I'll do a big Zoom thing. Um, you know, so it, it, it's hard too, because there's so many people leaving messages that you can't, you can't respond to everybody. You just mm -hmm. can't. I mean, I, I would spend every day, all day on that. And uh, I do respond, but uh, sometimes it takes me a minute and I'm not a fast reader mm -hmm. as my agent would tell you, can you read the script Can you just read it and see if you like it? I don't think I'm going to like it, but have you read it? No, but just read it, read the fucking script. All right, let's read the patrons. Okay, here we go. Any voice in particular like to, how about, um, how about Freddy Krueger? Nancy, Nancy D. See, that'd take too mm. long though. Yeah. Mary. Yeah, uh, I could just read them. Trisha F, Sarah V, Little Lisa, Yukiko, Jill E, Brian H, Lauren G, Nico P, Robin S, Jerry W, Robert B, Jason W, Stephen J, Kristen K, not to be confused with Kristen Crook, Amelia O, Allison L, Jess J, Lucas M. We got Raj C. Does Amanda listen? Your girlfriend listen to the podcast ever? No, he doesn't. <laughs> Joshua D, Emily S, CJP, Samantha M, Jennifer N, Jackie P, Stacy L, Carly H, Jen S, Jamal F, Janelle B, Carrie B, Tab of the 272, not to be confused with. Tab of the 273. Ashley Ryan, Kimberly E. It's Kimberly Ewing, I believe. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Mike E. Marissa M. N. N is in Nancy. It's Naniarello. El Don Supremo, which is Dan. Jack S. One of my faves. Ramira. Beth B. Santiago M. Sarah F. Chad W. Leanne P. Ray A. Maya P. Maisha. Maisha C. Maddie S. Kendrick F. Ashley E. Shannon D. Matt W. Belinda N. Kevin V. James R. Chris H. Osborne. Osborne. I love Osborne. I want to see Osborne. But he looks like a Viking. I don't get on Zoom. Mm. Sorry. I'm too cool. Osborne. He's busy launching flaming arrows at (laughs) boats. We're we're probably way wrong. He's like, I have no time for this. I'm a Viking. (laughs) By the way, his name is probably, we're probably effing it up completely. It's probably like Osbjorn or Abajorn. And there's an O with a a line through it. Osbjorn. Amy C, Dave H, Samantha S, Spider-Man, Chase, Sheila, G, Ray H, Alyssa C, Tabitha T, Misha H, Deb A, Tom N, Suzanne B, Henry S, Katie F, Liliana A, uh, Michelle K, hi Michelle, Marcus, he wants to, Marcus, he wants to, Hannah B, Michael S, Talia M, uh, Luke H, John S, Andrew T, Christy S, Claire M, Liz J, Laura B, Laura L, Mm. Laura L, Chad B, Rochelle E, Nathan E, Brandel D, Taylor K, Neil A, Marion E, Meg K, Janelle P, Dan N, Jennifer J, Wayne M. Those are them. You know, I noticed a lot more names. Also, thank you for buying all the uh, the Sunspin merch. So when Rob and I were boxing them up, I see all these names. We want to actually do something with the people who bought lunch boxes to make a video of them unopen uh, of them opening their video their uh, lunch boxes a unboxing and make it as creative as they can and the most creative will get like a five minute zoom or something with us to as a token of our appreciation and you got to post on all socials so if you get a lunch box and you get it um hopefully you get in time for this contest because i think it's happening right now but uh, i think you'll have time this has been a real treat thanks guys so much we got great shows coming up please stay tuned if you're, you're here for zach levi Stay tuned for other guests. I think you're going to learn something. I learn something every day from you, from the guest, from Ryan, uh, from my home in the Hollywood Hills. Mutual Rose Boswell. Oh, yeah. Casa de Rosenschnaz. I'm Michael. This is Ryan. We'll give a little wave to the camera. Thank you all for allowing uh, me to be inside of you today. Thanks. Much love to you. I... I just died in your arms tonight It must have been something you said Just died in your arms tonight Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.